Welcome to the Serious Social podcast, created by the straight-talking social media experts at Immediate Future. As a creative and collaborative team, how can you make virtual brainstorms really work for you? In this episode, Colin Jacobs tells all. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, welcome to Serious Social Live. We're talking brainstorming this morning. Now, whenever we start shaping dialogue for a live, whether it's our own uh, Serious Social Lives, uh, whether it's uh, the broadcast that we do for our, our clients and big brands, even when we're going into the BBC News studios, we always start with the questions. We start looking at that area of resonance that um, it triggers with audiences and where the specific need for information um, exists. And it became quite apparent that when we started talking to people last week, when I was looking at the, the topic of uh, brainstorming, the more we shared some of our thinking around the pain and the issues we've experienced as an agency brainstorming remotely, the more it became apparent that industry nationwide, we're all feeling that pain point too. So normally we would create a list of questions and then we would filter them down um, to the optimum kind of two or three questions and we would look to share our insights around them. And if you do that and you, uh, and you get a reasonable amount of insight, you're looking at about a 10 minute interview. I'm not going to be filtering the questions today. We've identified 13 of them. Now, I'm going to read them out in a moment before going back and, and, and answering them. Um, but if any of you, when you hear this, it triggers thinking and challenges, questions, issues that you've been experiencing this year with your brainstorming remotely, throw the question into the comments and I will do my very best to answer it. I'm mindful we're short on time this morning. We've got about sort of 10 to 15 minutes. I'm going to do my very best to answer as many questions as I can. Anything that I don't get to, there's a blog article coming out on Monday morning, or I may do a follow-up in a couple of weeks' time. But as marketeers, we all love brainstorming. We love that um, cultivation and collision of ideas that come together and then erupt into like, marketing outputs, and it all then spills over into all the things we do. Brainstorming is the trigger to all that happening, and brainstorms should be a positive experience. But certainly speaking about IF, when we moved remotely back in March, we've struggled with this. We, we haven't had um, the same enjoyment. So we started looking at some of the problems and we, we ideated what the solutions were. There were other challenges and issues that came up. And frankly, we stumbled on a solution. And that's where I'm going to be starting this morning. But let me quickly run through the questions. I've organized them into three topics. Uh, planning, participation, and results. So what do you need to do before um, your remote working brainstorm? The experience bit of in-brainstorm, what should we be doing? And then what do we need to be doing post-brainstorm? Run through the, I've got 13 questions, probably six key points to share with you, and then a few ideas tactically that you can deploy. But on the planning side, this is what you asked us. How can you switch people on? Meetings seem to take a bit of time to get going, and participation isn't always volunteered. Does that resonate? Um, should there be a structure, and does that differ to a face-to-face -face brainstorm? Yes, there needs to be a structure. Yes, it does differ. We'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, planning and prep time seems to have gone out the window, and I find it difficult thinking on the spot when somebody says brainstorm now. You're not alone, and the planning bit is key. We'll segue back. And how do you handle note-taking in a remote scenario? We will get to that. Then on participation, on the experience side of it, people have asked, 
How do you bring the fun? Clearly, many of you are missing that. You're not alone. Uh, we're not seeing or feeling the same energy as experienced in face-to-face -face brainstorms. Can we inject energy? You can. I'm going to be sharing. The first example I'm going to be sharing with you is something we stumbled on by accident um, that Bill Lawrence came up with, and it has transformed this for us. So we'll share that with you. Um, in a moment. Can you protect against losing people on video calls? We're seeing the wrong type of digital disruption and losing people to email and instant messenger. Guilty, Your Honour. I've done it myself. It's awful. It's disrespectful to your colleagues, isn't it? Um, we're going to give you some advice on how to police that. And I don't think it needs a lot of policing. It just needs some um, structure and etiquette up front. Most people will get on board with this. We've got so much dig digital fatigue going on, easy for me to say, that I think people will happily switch off some of those tools for half an hour if asked to do so. Uh, it feels like we used to build ideas collaboratively when in a room together, but over tech, we rely on a good idea being found and then we stick with it. Yeah, I can relate to that. And then um, should you limit, this brilliant question is, should you limit the number of participants on a remote brainstorm Short answer, yes. I will give you the insight on that very shortly. And how do you encourage people to join using video? Is it important? Frankly, if anyone is joining a video call and not switched on their video, I would eject them from the meeting. Um, them being present and showing you their face, it's the least they can do, but we'll, we'll give you a bit more um, detail around that rather than me just saying eject them, banish them. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? Um, and now on the results side of it, Two questions came up. Is it possible to make remote working brainstorming more impactful? Yes, we'll get to that. And what should be happening after the brainstorm? Should we have an action plan? Yes, 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 yes. We will get to that. Now, I said some of the answers we came up with by specifically looking at problems and challenges. Others, hands up, we stumbled into them. And that's where we're going to start this morning. The first question, how can you switch people on? Meeting seems to take a bit of time to get going and participation isn't always volunteered. We've got into Groundhog Day. Anyone like us um, who has been working from home since March will be feeling this with the frequency we're using video calls. Now, I'm quick to not want to moan about this too much because I would much rather be working from home using the tools than not working. And too many of our friends in industry have been affected by this awful virus. So I just want to get the balance right. I mean, our thoughts are with anyone that's not able to work right now. But for those that have been, you have been feeling a bit of fatigue. And when we rock up for a meeting, you are forgiven for just going through the motions. Months ago, we all turned up for a morning meeting. It was a Friday morning meeting. We have them all agency every single morning. Um, and randomly, unprepped, not expecting it, when I joined the meeting, Bell Lawrence was playing Spotify. The whole track was played. So we listened to it about two to three minutes. But when everyone joined, because of the unexpected nature of music playing, everyone was laughing, smiling, the team started dancing in their seats. The output in the meeting that followed was so positive and upbeat because people were energised. Now, that's called an icebreaker. Anyone that's worked in sales and marketing for any length of time uh, will recall back in the day, icebreakers, how do you meet people? How do you engage them? We've all been into shops over time when clerks have come up to us and said, can I help you? And we've got, oh, no, just looking. Those responses are behavioral. 
psychologically we get into uh, a pattern of behavior and we'll answer something or do something without naturally thinking an icebreaker is meant to knock us out of that rut and get us thinking and what bell lawrence stumbled on was a great way of delivering an icebreaker for the entire team and it took people out of their routines it brought them in the moment and the quality of the meeting went up now some random things you try won't work. Katie Howe won't mind me sharing with you. I was talking to her a couple of days ago, and she reminded me that one of the random things she tried recently was Simon Says. She rightly wanted to get people up out of their chairs and participating, um, but it didn't quite work. So, <clears throat> so it didn't it didn't resonate on the Simon Says bit. But stick with it, a bit like brainstorming, have random ideas, try them. They're not all going to land. But when you land on the thing that's right for you, I promise you it will make a difference. Every Friday morning, the team now listens to music on the, the, the morning call. I had a client call this morning, so I missed it. And I'm gutted I missed it. Next question, should there be structure and does it differ from face-to-face brainstorms? Now, this one's really important and it probably helps answer some of the other questions. You need to give your team time before a digital brainstorm. And characteristically, there are dominating personalities, people like myself, who if we don't check ourselves, we can wrongly influence other people. In a brainstorm room, it's really important I would police myself or the team police me to make sure that I'm not wrongly and going roughshod over everyone else's ideas and wrongly shaping them to my way of thinking. It's easier to police that in a physical environment. But digitally, one of the ways you can protect against it is by sharing the challenge or the questions that you're addressing in your brainstorm early, about four days out. And if possible, assign different questions to different people. Now, some people take time outside a crowd to cultivate ideas, and that is absolutely not a problem at all. Many people work like that and some of the best ideas come from people being isolated, giving time to question. But we're all making lots of notes at the moment in pads and turning pages. Make sure your team take the questions and put them, even if they've got a tiny workspace, get them to put their brainstorm question on a post-it note. I mean, that's one for my daughter, the lovely little love message, but take a post-it note and then position it somewhere you can see it, whether it's your pad, the screen, over the ensuing four days, you'll be thinking about that uh, the, the challenge or the problem, and you will naturally start to come up with ideas. Don't force yourself to do it in the moment, but make sure everyone comes to the brainstorm with thinking. And the first thing you're going to do is get them to share that thinking. Why? Well, it gets everyone speaking. It gets everyone sharing without dominant characters like me. Everyone gets a voice, ideas come out, and then you can start building on them. I will come on to the build bit in a moment. Um, I should say, part of the reason they're up on the wall isn't because I'm untidy and haven't cleansed it. They're actually the notes for this very session that I've been working on, just to show you that I do practice what I preach. It helps me cultivate thinking. Um, So planning and prep time are really important four days out. Don't rely on people thinking on the spot how do you hand how do you handle note taking bit like taskmaster you need a greg davis type character i'm not saying you'll all be a comedian but assign one person to take notes and it's entirely up to your business whether you do that in the traditional method of word excel pad whatever or whether you use one of the new interactive boards I would urge caution about adopting new tactics and assuming that they're going to stick within the business straight away. We do use collaborative boards and they're brilliant because you can go back to them, you can review them, you can see um, the ideas that are posted. But 
if it's a new behavior clicking into a digital board, then basically people will struggle to do that. You've got to think about the behavior change. And if you manage that, interactive boards are, are great. But equally, if you want to do it old school, Word is absolutely fine. If that's how your business runs, just make sure every idea is captured. Don't just capture the good ideas. Everything's got to go onto your notes, but one person taking it. Let's jump into participation. Um, how do you bring the fun? Well, the music one is one example. But as leaders, as senior people, um, you've got a duty to lead. Now, there is a great book I read years ago, probably 20 years ago I first read this, called Choose Your Fishness. It is about a fish market in San Francisco, a place that people go to buy fish, but they, they go there because they have fun. The staff are actually throwing fish through the air and catching them in bags. There's real theatre within the basic element of buying fish. So people weren't going to the supermarket or the grocery store, as they call it out there. They even sell fish in grocery stores. Um, the point being, people were going to the market because people were having fun. But the staff had to choose their fishness. They had to choose to be happy. So as leaders... We've all had tough days. The pandemic's got to us all. We all miss those interactions. We miss being around people. But certain number of people at the brainstorm have got to bring the energy. And if you do that, it will uh, it will ripple around your team. It's really infectious. Like the member of staff that's always laughing, that you end up laughing with because they've just got a brilliant laugh. Positive energy yields positive energy. So there's a duty for two or three people to bring the energy and it will rub off on all of you. Uh, we're not seeing or feeling the same energy as experiencing face-to-face -face brainstorms. Can we inject the energy? Well, I think we've covered that with the music, people leading, um, have a defined time, be positive around it, crack jokes, have those icebreakers. Can you protect against people, uh, against losing people on video calls? We're seeing the wrong type of digital disruption, IM, email. Well, we're all guilty, aren't we? Etiquette to meetings, make people switch it off. I promise you, digital fatigue is touching us all. Nobody will object to switching off their email outlook or an instant messenger, Slack, whatever, for, for half an hour. I dare say most of your team will find it respite at the moment. So they're kind of being shut away from distractions. Um, it, it means more focus will be in the room as well. So um, do police that. Uh, da -da -da -da. Brainstorms haven't been uh, a positive experience. It feels like more ideas are shot down compared to when we're in the office. Yeah, look, we felt this. People shooting down ideas, excuse me, people shooting down ideas that, believe it or not, they're not being maliciously negative and they're not being a negative Nelly. <coughs> excuse me. Some people filter for the brief and they do that too early. In your brainstorm, it's about weird and wild and high volume ideas, totally random, just getting as many ideas out there as possible. A brainstorm is not the time to filter. A smaller team, after the brainstorm, they will apply the filter. And the reason they'll do that is some of the ideas will be 80, 90% there already. They'll live the brief. Other ideas might only be 30% right, but with a bit of tweaking and a bit of evolution, building and adding to them, they might turn into 78, 90% matches. 
If you're filtering in the brainstorm, firstly, you're bringing negativity and judgment, and you never want that in a brainstorm room. But second, you might be kicking an idea away, which you could turn into an 80 or 90 percenter, and it would be a smash hit concept if you bent it right. So the brainstorm is weird and wonderful. Don't filter, no negativity. It feels like we used to build ideas collaboratively when in a room together, but over tech, we rely on a good idea being found and then we stick with it. Well, if you use the post-it note idea ahead of time, everyone bringing an idea in, a tactic you can use is called um, add to it. When everyone shares their idea, somebody else has to build on their idea within the room. Now, we used to do this on paper, pass it forward. If we were in the room together, you'd write an idea, and then I would move it to the right, and then the next person would have to build on my idea. And we would keep doing that until we've gone all around the room. We read out the full story of ideas, and I promise you they are weird, they're wonderful, but they spark other thinking around what would be right. I've been in a brainstorm where one of the stories said about putting people on the moon. I won't mention the brand because it wasn't a client at IF, but the um, the output was artwork around um, landing on the moon and the correlation between moon and earth. And it was a beautiful piece of artwork. We would not have landed on that if we didn't have this random story. So weird, wonderful volume. Um, should you limit the number of participants on a brainstorm? This is a, such a good question. I've run workshops for 10, 20, 200 people. I've presented to thousands of people. I do live broadcasts um, on TV. It doesn't phase me. But in a brainstorm, you need participation and you need voices shared. If you go over sort of five to seven, it's really difficult giving everyone airtime to share their ideas and not lose some people in the room. Smaller numbers, sort of two, three, four, like I said, up to about five or seven, it's really easy to get everyone participating and hold on to the energy that is being shared. If you go over those numbers, you lose a little bit. So if you've got a big team, break up into two or three different brainstorms around topics rather than doing a really big brainstorm for 20, 30 people. Smaller groups will be more impactful, I promise. God, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been talking a lot this morning, which is why I keep going to the water. How do you encourage people to join using video? Well, I tell them, simple as that. And I think Belle Lawrence and Katie Howe would say the same again. We demand it. And you know what? When people do it, the more they, they participate. The reason they won't want the video is they're either shy, it's okay, work with them, get beyond their shyness, or they're trying to hide work that they're doing. And that's a distraction. If they really are that busy, pop them out of brainstorm, but do it in a, a nice way. Don't be discriminatory with it. <coughs> Excuse me. On results, is it possible to make remote uh, working brainstorming more impactful? Well, I think we've covered a number of tips that you could go away and try. And you tell me, has it made your, your teams more important, uh, more impactful? I'd love to hear from you. All I can say is that some of the tips we've, we've shared, we live and breathe them, and they've made a massive difference um, to us connecting um, over video. And what should be happening after the brainstorm action plan? Really good question. I'm a real ideas person, and one of my limitations is then taking that big thinking and transmitting it into action. I'm blessed that I've got brilliant team, people around me in the team that force that to happen. But lots of ideas come out of your brainstorm, the weird and wonderful. Give your team a few days to carry on adding to the ideas. So if you're using that collaborative board or the notes, give them a defined period with which they can still add to the information. 
that have a time bound on it. Some people will take an evolved idea away and build on it. At that closure point, have a smaller team who filters for the brief that finds the right ideas and then starts bending and tweaking them. Now, you might have to have a follow-up brainstorm around some of the um, shortlist short ideas, I guess, a better, for, for want of a better phrase, to make sure they're right for the brief. Uh, and that's absolutely okay. But make sure there's a tangible activity connected from long, wild and weird ideas to filtering for the brief and then creating your action plan around your project plan for development, whether that's in-house or using external partners, and make sure that you allocate owners to the task with a time bound. Now, not everything has to sit with you. You can project manage it, but you assign ownership of all the different tasks to people, and then that collectively with your brainstorm plan should make the magic come to life. Key points, there's six of them I said that I wanna land with you, and you'll see that these resonate with some of the points. Give me two more minutes and we'll be wrapped up. It, brainstorming is a negative free zone. No judgment or filtering happens. Just let ideas fly because point two, wild and random is good. It's so, so important. Build ideas, add to it. When people come in with an idea, don't just take it on verbatim. Make another member of staff add to it and do that across your entire team. Uh, stay on topic. Now, this is, uh, again, your your taskmaster owner, your note taker can police this. Make sure you're staying on topic, answering the challenge or problem that you need rather than drifting off into a coffee catch up. One conversation, so, so important in a physical brainstorm, critical on a digital brainstorm. One conversation, no talking over each other. Give everyone a voice and be visual. Use prompts, the post-it note bit. Look. I'm mindful, I've rattled on for way longer than I should have. I wanted to try and answer the questions. Thank you for the comments. Um, Sally, I'm sure you probably could get your team dancing. I am the archetypal hate dancing type person, unless I've had a beer, so I'm with you. But I've got to say, even I was boogieing in my chair. It makes a difference. But don't warn your team that you're going to do it. Surprise them, shock them, jolt them into life. Bring the energy, have some fun, and let us know whether these tips have helped your team brainstorm. I'd love to hear from you. I really would. And equally, if there's any questions you've thought of, ping us a note. I will happily pick up on this after the event. I'm going to shut up now let you get back to your days. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. There'll be more Serious Social next week, where I think Katie Howell is coming to you 10.30 next week. Thanks for joining. See you again very soon. Bye-bye. If you're after more know-how to break the social boring, Subscribe now and check out the show notes for links to our website and social profiles.